This week's episode of the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast was recorded live from the 2010 ShishMed Conference in Chicago, where we were joined by our friend Daphne Swancutt to talk about some of the breakout sessions we attended and the conference in general. The quality of the audio, unfortunately, is not the greatest, so if you bail on us halfway through, we don't blame you, but if you make it to the end, yeah, well, that's, that's pretty awesome. Great hanging out with you guys at Shishmed. It's Shishmed. It's Shishmed. It's Shishmed. It's Shishmed. It's Shishmed. Shishmed. People think there's something wrong with me when I try to say Shishmed. You say Shishmed. Shishmed? Yeah. And all the little baby Shishmeds, like Shishmed Purr, Shishmed Purr. I can't do that. What a, that's a talent. I can't say that like you're saying it. I heard a worse one, though. What? For the Carolinas. Oh, what was it? Shit. Chippers? Chippers. 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 Did you know there's a there's What's a university in Baltimore and the um, acronym is Condom. Condom? It's the College of Notre Dame of Maryland. Condom. That's nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah Speaking really of acronyms, that. yeah. We need to work on branding. Uh, you know, Was there yeah, something at Shishman that really caught your attention? Um... No. You can, <laughs> can edit out the crickets. No, well, I think, no. Uh, yeah, no, I don't, there was nothing that was like, wow, I guess. The, I went, the sessions I went to weren't terrible. I know you guys went to a couple that you thought were kind of a bust. I say the two I went to, I didn't, didn't really learn anything new, but they kind of, it was somebody spoke, speaking that re, kind of reaffirmed right. some of our beliefs. So that's always good to hear. And I like those two. When I go to sessions that reaffirm what you, what you know or, or just remind you of something that maybe you used to be passionate about and let go. I didn't have that experience this time, but I like that from sessions. I went, one of the, well, the only social media one that I went to was basically an introduction. And I don't need an introduction because I've been doing it for a while, but I was right. curious as to what, you what know, what, the, what they were going to say right. and, and how they were going to talk to people about it. And so... I thought it was interesting that they just sort of jumped into the tools part of it, and they didn't really have a discussion about why would you want to do this in the first place. And then the other thing that I thought about afterwards was nobody brought up policies. You know, and that's a huge issue when you're starting to get into social media. You need to have a policy, um, and that was not even part of the conversation. So I was. Were you? Was that the session where somebody asked why would somebody follow? Why would somebody be a friend of a hospital on Facebook? Yes. Because I, I saw Dun, Dan Dunlap posted that. He said, somebody just asked that in the audience, boy, we have a long way to go. And I couldn't tell whether he meant that just shows the audience is behind or... Because I responded, I'm like, actually, that's a pretty fair question. It is a fair question. And there are reasons somebody might fan or friend of a hospital on Facebook, but it's not your new expansion and your wing and it's not you know you've got to give them something relevant yeah yeah the vast majority of friends i see i think well well looking over hot twin cities hospitals i think the, the vast majority of friends are people who have liked a fan page for hospital or employees yeah, at least at least in my, in the ones i've i think yeah, the, twin cities hospitals. i think it was the wrong first of all you don't fan anymore you like right. apparently and um yes. i think the question i think it was a, the wrong question because doing Facebook in particular is not about getting new patients. It's about continuing the relationship that you already have with your existing patients. And, by the way, if you're just throwing up a page, to be throwing up a page and you're not really talking to anybody, then you might as well just 
jump the coop in the first place. I mean, why even bother? Because it's useless. Somebody did make the point that, you know, you don't just want to be throwing stuff up there just to be right. throwing stuff up there. But, right. you know, or if you are throwing stuff up there to be throwing stuff up there, at least make it relevant and compelling in the first right. place. So. Speaking of social media, it's been hard to update when you're at the conference, given that the uh, rooms are in the bowels of the hotel. Yeah. But it is no, you would think that at a conference like this, there would be... Yeah. Wireless abound, but there I could not get a signal. I mean, I had no AT&C signal down there, and wireless was yeah, nearly impossible for me to pick it's up. Because it's three levels down. You, should still, have, you should still have wireless down there. You should still offer that for your. Have a couple of routers down there with That's a network the hotel that you can get on. Restricts it because they can charge for it. Well, even so, it should be part of the conference feed. I, mean, I, I don't. Very few conferences that I've been to don't have wireless for the attendees. And they give you the pass. They give you. They give you a password up on the username and password on the screen, and you can get on. I don't know what conferences you've been at. Not me. It's well, I, I go to tech. I go to tech time. conferences too. Well, that's probably why. Every time I go to Shushman, it's the same problem. And if you get, if you are foolish enough to pay for your in-room internet, it's turtle slow. Yeah, it's, I did. It's I, been that way for years, yeah. and it's still that way. It's absurd. I think it's we should bad. all fill out our evaluation forms to make point of that. I, I'm surprised they didn't do some more due diligence to make sure that wherever they were, you know, was going to have that kind of access. Right. Yeah. I just guys, you just have to know that. I'm sure that's a consideration, but it's also 1,400 people, facilities, location. Right, but when you're encouraging. Oh, blah blah blah. Yeah, these listen, are, these are one priority. Chris, this is a conference of from a this is a conference of communicators and 1,400 people on a wireless. Guys, hey, they're promoting. Say, they're it's promoting not, their hashtag. They're saying yeah. go tweet and it out tweet or yeah. whatever. Out but they can't do it. It's just a it's just an unfortunate thing. I don't think it's like it's, it's not the end of the world. Well, right. it's, it's dead. It's not it's not complicated to set it up. But it's exactly. What did you miss? Are you really sad? You missed the tweets from everybody's. I, I'm in I needed something to do. Well, I was bored out of my mind. You know what? The other part of that is it's like tactile, and you retain information. You know when you're doing it that way, and all the people what? who aren't. Come on. As you retain information you, as you as you type and not listen. I do. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I do because you're listening, you're typing, you're processing, you're getting like you know multiple. I beg to differ. Areas, well, I beg you know, to differ. Everybody's depends. different. Yes. I mean, use some if of the. I'm app. typing. I'm not listening. Use my kids. It depends. If you're typing about what you're listening to, then you're listening, right? How can I type and focus on what I'm typing and forming a thought? Well, not, you're not taking in. You're not. You're not transcribing what the person's saying. You're taking. You're jotting That's down important saying. things about. What I'm saying is you're not transcribing what the person's saying. You're just jotting down important things that you might want to remember. It's I mean, like taking notes. I assume you're, we're going to get... You, you take notes, right. don't you? Taking notes, though, is different than actually forming a thought. Well, maybe for you. Well, I would... <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. I actually form a thought. I actually think about it, and then I put it out there. But my It's note... not just whatever's in my brain is going to go on Twitter. But some people's notes are formed thoughts. And that's fine. Yeah. But I'm just saying that maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm unique. But if I'm forming thoughts and thinking, I'm probably not a good, doing a good job of listening. But the other part of it is there's an awful lot of people who aren't here who, you know, we want to be able to impart, you know, what's going why? on Why? They didn't here. pay $800? <laughs> why should I impart to them? Well, then why is Shishmed, you know, well, promoting I'm their hashtag, saying, yeah, hey, get it I'm out, I'm just saying, <laughs> what are you really missing by not being able to follow Twitter from the session? I'm saying that they're promote. that was like a, they're promoting the conference by saying, yeah. Go down there and tweet. They had like one little hot spot you could sit yeah. in and get wireless. Well, well it's, also, it's, also a it's also a gathering of, of communications professionals. Yeah. Yes. 
It seems, a, it seems a little absurd in this day and age to not have a wire up connection I know, for them. You guys are, I, think it, I think absurd is a strong word. I agree. Okay, absurd is not a strong word. It is absurd. But, I think so let's have it at, you know. It's not the end of the world. Else. I mean, yes, I agree with you that. It's not the end of the world. I just don't miss it at all. I saw some tweets and I'm like, you know, I hate tweets out of conferences. Daphne, you and I have talked about this because they're banal. Not all of them are. They are. In fact, you're trying I've... to capture what the speaker's saying in, in 140 characters. I just, that's, as a speaker, you know that what? insults me. That, oh, well, obviously. Okay, well, as a speaker, that's right. You shouldn't be looking at the screen if you're a speaker. In I'm fact, not. it should be nowhere near you. But and don't you see what comes out of those things? And people are like, Chris says that hospitals are gay. <laughs> okay, either out of context then, or whatever. I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah. It's true. Sorry. But you know what? That's that's where we I'm are. I'm going to fight the depth. Well, that doesn't mean we have to be there. Well, Can't we, we fight back there. for depth and thought? We're just going to give up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Well, I don't like Twitter either, but I mean, I still think that if they're promoting it amongst marketers, they should have. They should do what? They should. I don't understand give, what they should have done the in this circumstance. So, like, can they put routers, wireless routers down there or something? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Easily. So do you think that they have no responsibility to provide wireless access? Is that I didn't say saying? no responsibility. I just know what it takes to put these things on. And sometimes you got to make choices. Yeah, but you know There's what? unions involved. Uh, uh, we are in the 21st century. Oh, okay. And please, God <laughs> no, so Almighty. So there's no unions in the 21st century. There's no <laughs> third-level kind of underground about? bunker wait, conference wait, rooms wait, in the 21st what century. Of, what kind of union are you talking about? Well, it'd be... It'd be the, the, I mean, the people that are throwing the conference, Shushman in this case, don't always have the ability to control those things on facilities. Mm. That's why I was saying they should they, maybe yeah. do some due diligence beforehand. They can't bring in their own wireless routers and set them I'm, up because somebody else is telling you required yeah. to that do it. That's probably something they would like to have, mm -hmm. but when it comes to... Do we want to be able to handle all the occupants? Because they couldn't even do with this hotel. Well, you know what? i tell you one thing, too. Or have wireless. Let's be, do wireless. Being how crappy the, the internet was at the Sheridan, or the uh, Hyatt. Well, actually, I, the Sheridan sucked. The, wire, the internet at the Sheridan was horrible. It was horrific. Um, and that's if, not even the hotel. If the Hyatt was the same way, I wouldn't know because I didn't get on over there. Right. It then I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if the Hyatt's network couldn't handle a conference, which could is ridiculous not. because that's what the freaking facility is designed for. that's part of what we're saying. That's not Schuschman's fault. No, Can that's not. But that's a different that, issue. They should be able to. Being that they're a conference center of that magnitude, probably yeah, one of the, the biggest show. in the country, really, um, they should be able to handle it. I just remember having the same thoughts in my hotel room when I was in the Hyatt the last Schuschman. So in five years, nothing's changed. That's not a good thing. That's but sad. I blame that more in Hyatt than Chishman. I In this case, I probably would as well. So there. So what did everyone learn? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm sure not, I didn't miss my tweets. That we all think and process information differently. We yes. don't, there, is, there, is, there is one thing that I haven't given much merit to um, that I think is something we should start exploring. Um, and that's QR codes. QR codes. Yeah. Are you familiar with QR codes? Uh, yeah, uh, somewhat. Maybe. It's like a... What's Q stand for? What does R I'm not sure what they stand for. But it's basically, it's like a square, it's squarish looking barcode that if you have an app for your phone, you just take a, you can scan it really quickly oh, and it takes oh, you right to a web yes. page. I know exactly what you're talking so you, about. I mean, you could put this on that banner right there and I can scan it from here with my phone. It doesn't have to be on an ad. It right. could be on a billboard. Is and, this a Q code that was it on our name tag? No, that's that's a Q, QR code is more a square. That's not. No, it's a I've similar it it's a similar concept. But I've this this you would scan with a laser barcode scanner. QR code you can scan with the yes. camera. Is that so? I saw something like that on someone's website. Yep. So it's a code, and then you just you scan it, and then you've got all yeah, of their. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, right. it's it's, it's, it's putting cool. it actually on a 
physical web page would be a weird use Seems of it. Seems redundant. Yeah. At that point, you're it's clicking. For you're clicking links. Yeah, it's I've more seen for it in magazines. But, yeah. but if you're trying to keep the information, well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's a but way if it's a so contact, that, if it's yeah, like yeah. a business card. Yes, kind of exactly. Thing, because if, I, if you gave me your business card, I won't touch my phone. If you gave me your business card, <laughs> and on the back side, and I've seen some business cards now that actually have it on the back. Yeah. Um, just not in person, but online. So you don't have to put the information in manually. Right, right. You just scan I flip, it. I flip that over, quickly scan it with my phone, and it takes me right to like a specific page on your site, rather than to yes. your raw URL. It can take me to your raw URL. Can we apply that in healthcare? In ads, advertising. I mean, as these things, you know, the vast majority of the people who see them today are, are going to be like, I'm not really sure what that is or what to do with it. But you're going to have a chunk of your population, especially in a city, who is like, oh, cool, you know, and they know what to do with it. So, so, so that's a really good seg into the whole mobile, you know, industry in healthcare and how that's all shaken out. There was mobile. Oh, mobile, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a, I was just reading an article this morning about, you know, how the point was the new revolution, as it were, is mobile and, you know, that more and more people obviously have more access to it, but there are still some barriers. Um, but for healthcare, you know, I think the argument was that the folks who are underserved are the ones who may have more access to mobile technology than you think. Right. And so it's a good idea to start thinking of yeah, that yeah. In, in those kinds of efforts as well. Yeah. So. I mean, if you look at um, a lot of uh, <coughs> minority com communities, that's how they get online, yeah. period. They don't necessarily have computers, and their lives are really... I think even if the internet wasn't a part of their um, mobile devices, it's still a very prominent part of the of their culture. Yes. I think in their in their lives, yes. just right. that communication, constant ability to communicate. And now that they can get online with those things, they are. Yeah. So well, it's pretty. Uh, it is, and um, and I remember also about a year ago, there was a discussion about how in less industrialized areas. The, the whole mobile thing was much bigger over there than it is here, yeah. even though you wouldn't maybe intuitively right. think it would be, right? right? And so, you know, as far as healthcare goes, you know, the text messaging campaigns and initiatives, you know, those kinds of things work really well over there. It's yeah. just well, not... It's, it's interesting how we approach it, because we approach these devices as kind of a complement to what we, to our desktops exactly. and our, our laptops and these other devices, kind of like the secondary thing. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas somebody who's never had the chance to to use a desktop or a laptop and all of a sudden they've got a hand, a, poem, a computer in their hand. Freedom. This is like... <laughs> but don't you think deal. we approach that because this still is, from a web-based perspective, a secondary experience? Only because for us, we already have it. We, we have, have a previous experience. We have a previous experience. Not just previous, better. Well, what's better? What's, what's better? Wait. Usually the connectivity is better and it's bigger. Well, bigger isn't always better. I mean... Well, take a, take a look at a hospital. Oh, really? A perfect example is a hospital industry. A lot of times you go to a website, you have to wade through a ton of crap to get to what yeah, you actually want. But you still want. have to do that on the no, on no, mobile. No, 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 no. You, you, that's the whole point of one of the breakout sessions. When you offer your content on mobile, you don't offer everything because people are typically coming there for very specific things. You make sure to offer contact information, okay, maps. You make sure you probably some facility maps too because they got their mobile device on them and they can bring that up right there when they're trying to Fair figure enough. out where they are. Wait times. You don't offer your health encyclopedia. When you create mobile content, you don't provide everything that you have elsewhere. You don't mimic your, you don't duplicate your website. You strip it down to exactly what people are going to be looking for on their mobile device and that's what you offer and offer it very well. So how are they determining what they think people are going to be looking for? Uh, Did they talk about that in there? Well, they, they use basically... Um, 
previous analytics. Okay. To see what people have been searching for when using mobile. Okay. And, it re and there were some little things too that came out, like e-cards were actually a fairly popular thing people wanted because they're they're on their way and they want to like send something before they actually get there. Right. So that was one thing people were using. Right. Um, physician information, then a contact a map. I mean, there really were very few things, but they were yeah. the, they were the things you want when you are on your way to the facility or when you're like already there, or if you're out and about and you like I. You get in a car accident or something, and you need that immediate information at your right. fingertips. Isn't it funny that that just hasn't changed as far as what consumers are going to healthcare websites for? Right. It's the directions. It's yeah. the physician directory. And employment. It, yeah, employment. employment. Yeah, employment. Those are the three big things. So, but I wonder if that's going to, you know, remain the case for much longer. Well, I think it will be. Because, I mean. Another point that was brought up is that um, you know a lot of hospitals feel this need to license like health encyclopedia information of some sort mm -hmm. to have their own. Right. And it's like you know what WebMD and other resources are already doing this way better than you'll ever be able to. We've been saying so, that for years. Yes. Yeah. Don't bother. So it's like don't stress that. Don't worry about that. People mm -hmm. aren't going to necessarily expect that from you. It's one thing if you're an educating. If like there's a few hospitals in, in the Twin Cities who pride themselves in being education hospitals where you learn as well. They're educators. Well, so maybe for them it could make sense, but even in that case, I, I don't know that it does. I wouldn't recommend they do it. I just, I wonder because what many people are talking about is that the volume of health information online is huge and growing yeah. and it's just, it's ridiculous and you don't know where do you go and how do you know it's accurate and who's the source and so I wonder if hospitals have a responsibility to, you know, become curators of that kind of information to help their particular communities, you know? I don't know. I don't, well, it's... I just don't think they do. I don't, I, mean, I think They're most, already out there enough. WebMD's trusted, Mayo Clinic's yeah, trusted. Most don't have the resources to continue to monitor that, I think. Keep it up to date. Yeah. Whereas, like, resources like WebMD, they're going to have, they have, that's what they do. So they're going to have the resources to do that. So is everybody going to know automatically to go straight to WebMD? What about what about those underserved audiences? Well, I don't I don't know that they're going to know to go there, but most people are going to probably if they're familiar with the internet, yeah, they're going to search. They're going to use Google or they're going to use something to to search there to begin with. And assuming that's some of the most popular, utilized content online, chances are it's going to be first in search results. Well, then here's another question because you know when I think of WebMD and Mayo, I mean I think of mainstream health content, but. We're talking beyond mainstream, and we're talking into published papers, clinical trial data, you know, that kind of information. And I don't think that's the kind of information that Mayo or um, WebMD are necessarily publishing right now. So, but that information is available. So, in that case, do providers have a responsibility to make sure that they're helping their um, audience out with that kind of information and making sure that it's available to them and accessible to them. Well, I think they can, even if they're not the ones who are creating it, they could. Def they should definitely have resources to help people get to it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they're doing a very good job of that now, currently. Well, yeah, and that, that's kind of to your point earlier, too, with doctors even being aghast when somebody comes with information. It's like, yeah. don't, tell me, don't tell me how to do my job. Yeah. I'm the one who's going to tell you how to live your life properly and be well. Right. Because I'm God. <laughs> yes. Because you, you don't know what I do. <laughs> and, you know, I have to, my disclaimer to that is that not all doctors obviously are like right. that. There are plenty of doctors who Encourage you to consider that. themselves, yeah. you know, they it's participatory and it's right. collaborative and, 
and, and that's great and wonderful, but unfortunately there are still those out there who just refuse outright. It's yeah. ridiculous. Well, I can see both sides of it. I mean, I think it's, it's ridiculous to treat people bad for doing that. Right. But I also think, well, I know I shouldn't say this, I think there are plenty of times where, where patients are more educated than physicians. Mm-hmm. Because they're incented to spend the time and the effort to learn about something that's really important to them. Mm-hmm. It's just, there are also a lot of times where people are clueless and they're swayed by pharmaceutical ads or by our own marketing or whatever. And so if you're a physician, it's hard to know who's legitimate and who's just... So you should default to, well, let's talk through this, not by default is you're an idiot, let me right. be the boss. Anybody have any interesting conversations with anybody else here at Shishmed? I met somebody who was unaware of the mobile check-in trend. Of the what? Utterly. The mobile check-in trend. Oh. Foursquare. Oh, yeah, Wallow. I've met a couple people like that, too. It's not very well known. I mean, what is there, like 5% of people who are actually using Foursquare? Yeah, if you're if you're at Shishmed, you should, use, you should at least be aware of it. Oh, I don't, don't think, think so. You don't well, think so? Uh, you well, should I be, you but should are, be. should be and are two different no, things. No, I know, but I didn't say are. I said should be. Should they be. should be. Yeah. I mean, well, there's how so could you not even have heard of it if you're in communication? Well, I mean, come on. Let's, let's maybe talk about some of these sessions here. <laughs> do you really think that? Yeah. Well, no, I, think, I don't think they do. They should. They should, and we've talked, we've, we've, we've ranted on that many times. They should be aware of Foursquare, but they should not tweet from the conference. <laughs> are you equating those two things? <laughs> they should are be you? aware of what the tools are and how to appropriately use them. But I'm not you shouldn't tweet from So they should be aware of them and how to do it, but they shouldn't actually utilize them once they know about no. them. Our industry has probably got some of the most unsophisticated marketers of any industry. <laughs> really. So I mean, it's not, not it's not surprising that people you know need what? like grade school level breakout sessions because they really Yeah. This is probably for a lot of people their first exposure to some of this stuff. But I, I would have a hard time believing that anybody listening to our podcast would be insulted by that anyway, because they're probably nodding their head in agreement that yeah. We're listening to the arrogant healthcare marketing bastards. So. <laughs> well so many I'm sure they're thinking not. so many of my colleagues are ignorant to uh, the tools that are out there because I, I don't know. In healthcare, you've got you've got a lot of you've got a lot of people who end up in the, in marketing positions who didn't go to school for it or just were kind of ushered into it for whatever reason. They assume those responsibilities from other, some other role in the right. hospital, um, so they just don't really know how to keep up on some of this stuff more than likely. I have another perspective, and that is that the you're right. There are a lot of them who aren't, but I think a lot of them are, but they're not enabled. You know, well, with yeah, their organizations yeah. Oh, yeah. To, 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 to use some of that stuff and Absolutely. to get creative with it. And For sure. I mean, I think more than unsophisticated, I think there are a lot of frustrated oh, healthcare yes. marketers out yes, there. Yes. And I mean, I know how that feels because I was one of them, you know, inside a, inside a hospital, mm-hmm. several of them. And you've got big ideas and, you know, tools to execute the ideas. And gosh, you know, you just can't get over the hump. Yeah. Yep. I just had a conversation with a VP of marketing about she was she was thinking what they were really missing the boat on was advertising on Facebook, not not being on Facebook, but using the the ability to really segment your messages. She said she presented it to somebody within the organization 
the feedback, well, you know, like, uh, what was the example she gave? Oh, she, for something related to, based on somebody who works for a large company, which you can get out of Facebook data, and then crafting that just for them. To say, hey, you know, you should try our services or whatever. And the feedback she got was, well, isn't that an invasion of privacy? And she was like, well, that's what Facebook is. Facebook is people giving that information away. There will be some people that are a little freaked out by you saying, hey, you work for XYZ, you should come check this out. But most people wouldn't think twice on Facebook. Facebook is weird. I don't, I don't like Facebook myself. I don't use it that much personally. And in the session that I was in yesterday, they, you know, they talked about Facebook. And one thing I didn't know, which was interesting, is that if you're a business, if you've set up a business profile on Facebook, Facebook automatically creates these community pages for you that is pulling content that everybody is saying about you. And you have no way to, you know, approve or disapprove or anything. So What's that? I've never seen that. That's new. It's, it's new. new. I'm not very familiar with either, but I know that it, I've read that I've read that it was going to happen. So that's a little bit disturbing, and and you could tell the people in the room. So those people who are resistant to use those so tools in the first make place, them more resistant. Well, or it's yeah. going to push them into getting in there, so they do have some control over it. Or You're that. saying they don't have control well, over that. Well, they don't, but as long as they do have a presence, they still have a way to respond. That's right, true. Right, but if they don't have, a, I can see people saying, if we don't have a presence, then that community doesn't even get started. There isn't a central forum for people to rip on us, so why would we give well, them th that? Those voices are still going to be out there, though. But they'll be still... disparate as opposed to an intentional... Well, it, so, if I'm understanding what this is, yeah. this sounds it, like a it room depends. set up for it people. It is. Yeah, and it also, but it also depends on, your de on the definition of disparate. I mean, if I have 600 friends and I gripe about something, is that still disparate? I mean, that's 600 people who might be seeing it. Yeah. I don't know if that's much worse or better than having it all in one place. So you get, actually, with one place, you get both of that. Well, there, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, there's, there are other resources that kind of aggregate complaints anyway, or, you know, or compliments or anything. So, I mean, it's not, they're not doing anything that's necessarily new. They're just kind of the biggest player in town. So they're going to be, that's going to be a significant thing that they're doing. If yeah. people are yelling over Twitter about you, complaining, it's in your... In most cases, I think it's in your best interest to try to respond, respond to them, especially privately at first or publicly if it's appropriate, and say, "Hey, you know, how can we help you be happy with what, with whatever?" I agree with all of that. It's just what Daphne, what you described, sounded like it was an intentional place that you could not go into. Yes, it was tied to your. No, business. I'm not talking about that. But yeah. yes, that's what that would be. Yeah, that's what that sounds. That's weird. absolutely. But my point is that it should be in every organization's best interest to keep an eye on this stuff and respond to people who are complaining or people who are happy and say thanks. Yeah. I appreciate your comment. I agree with that. I still don't know enough about it though. I don't either. To but to be I, able to say this is exactly what's happening here and therefore it's wrong. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. I'm not advocating for it, nor am I advocating against it. I don't know I, enough. I'm about not trying it. to say that you shouldn't have a Facebook page because of it. But I can I can hear people using that as another excuse. Mm -hmm. Just one more easy excuse for a hospital to say we shouldn't be on Facebook. Do we know it's We're, still recording? Uh, it might be dead. No, that's still going. I mean, it's, it's already way longer than our show would be anyway, and we'll probably trim it down to like 15 minutes. So. Yeah. No, that was healthy debate. I think you should just cut like airs first a bunch of. Chris, are you listening? <laughs> Here's some snippets from our conversation. <laughs>
I just tune out. Exactly. <laughs> I just tune out. Yeah. Whatever.